0: You are listening to the Gehenna Gaming Podcast, where we explore traditional tabletop and live-action role-playing games through the lens of horror. A special thank you to Patreon for helping make this podcast possible. Settle in, thin bloods. Grab a drink and your favorite set of dice, and let the darkness consume you. Hello, everyone. Very excited to welcome Cynthia Marie, dancer, larper, podcaster, and of course, gamer. Most of you likely know her as Nellie G from LA by Night or Jira Soul on The Sirens on Gilding Light. Um, you can find Cynthia online on Twitter and Instagram, as well as follow Life Action Roleplay on your favorite podcast app or on Twitch. Um, so thank you for joining me tonight.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so honored and excited.
0: <laughs> I'm glad we were able to find a time that worked. Um, I know we had to reschedule. It was supposed to be yesterday um, for most of the, for people who saw that original announcement. Um, yeah. But I'm glad we could move things around and
1: yeah thank you (laughs) no no problem
0: no problem at all okay cat you need to make up your mind on if you want to be on my lap or walk around come here okay um so I do want to say um we've been chatting obviously before we went live um it is a pleasure to have you here. I do want to let our audience know that as we are chatting, you can um, ask questions yourself. Just make sure you either tag at Gehenna Gaming in the chat or um, spend the channel points to highlight it so I catch it. Um, otherwise, I just might miss your question in the queue, and that would just be rude of me. <laughs> um, I do uh, Diving right into it, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask pretty much everyone, which is... How did you get your start in tabletop gaming?
1: Oh boy, uh, it's 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 a it's a far long story. No, actually, I started in college playing Changeling. Um, I was approached by one of the actor friends that I have. I went to uh, CalArts, Arts, which is kind of um, a, a very prestigious art school on the West Coast. Um, so a bunch of actors. I'm a dancer and all that jazz. Came up to me um, getting ready for a rehearsal, and they're like, "Hey, have you ever like played uh, this game?" it's a role-playing game i was like what they're like yeah yeah you need like 10-sided dice and i was like where the heck do i get that they're like you know comic book shop okay so i got 10-sided dice and they like chucked a a character sheet in front of me and they're like all right you're gonna make this character i was like what um and then it was a three year long campaign that we technically haven't finished yet (laughs) but yeah yeah, Changeling was my first love into tabletop role-playing games.
0: Awesome. It's always interesting meeting people whose first game is a role of Darkness game. Um, yeah. One of my uh, business partners, Rick, uh, started with Vampire himself, um, whereas the, the two, other two of us started with D&D, as most do. Yeah. Um, it's always it's always an interesting dynamic, too, because you can kind of guess sometimes. Um I found I've also found that a lot of people over on the west coast tended to start with World of Darkness as opposed to East Coast. Interesting. VR. Um, just it, a, just a, a casual observation, probably no science backing that up, but okay, um, you know, so uh, your first game was Changeling. Um, when did you get into Vampire then?
1: Um, so I was introduced to Vampire, um, a via changeling like we actually played against a vampire which was very interesting to me um but i didn't make all of the connections until i showed up at the queen mary um by night studios by the um at that time was um owned with jason carl and a few other people um they were putting together a kickstarter to run their larp on the queen mary and they needed um they needed bodies and they were like hey um do you want to show up and be like a corporate vampire i was like cool i got the corporate thing down like I work in a corporate office. That's easy. Put on a suit. That's what I need to do. Okay, cool. Great. Um, and fangs. Fine. So I stayed around and, like, kind of got into to being a vampire. And then I ended up talking to, to Jason about more of the world of darkness. And then I made the connection of, oh, I play Changeling. And then we just kind of, like, hit it off from there. Um, so that was my introduction to, like, to the world of, like, vampire and, like, kind of the idea of LARP. Um, outside of running the Masquerade um, balls that I, I used to run. Um, and then, let me see, my first LARP was in Vegas, and that's probably the first, like, real nosedive into creating a character and living in the vampire world um, for a, a time period. And it, it was incredible. My first LARP, I am spoiled. Like, I could never go back, like, Oh, my goodness. And it was another By Night Studios thing. So uh, Jason was able to show me around, show me the ropes, kind of teach me, like, the different, like, uh, you know, out of out of character, like, the different rule sets. Like, it was – oh, man, it was incredible. I want to go back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very nice. I think um, – I've, I've actually never attended a LARP myself. We were – we've talked about going down to the um, – a Jackalope's um, okay. Sabat LARP mm-hmm. next year when yeah. it happens, uh, which would be pretty interesting. But I, I know that uh, we have a lot of very, very avid LARPers in our community. um. So I, th- I, I definitely want to touch on that could podcast about LARPing as well. I do, yeah. But you mentioned something just now that I want to touch on briefly, which was organizing Masquerade Balls. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more about that.
1: All right. Uh, so out of college, I met up with oh wow, man. Here's here's like the crazy train of thought. So um, I used to be part of a cosplay group called Gotham Public Works. You guys go check that out. It's actually how I met Talison for the first time, and that's a whole like other like whirlwind of life. Um, but through that group, I ended up meeting um, a friend of mine, uh, Sean Strider, who invited me to come audition for what's called Labyrinth of Jareth, um, and that spawned almost a ten year, pretty much a ten year run of me um, being a choreographer, dancer, um, one of the lead actors in it. And yeah, I helped um, coordinate one of the ballrooms and became not necessarily producer, but like one of the directors of the rooms. Um, so yeah, for 10 years, I was I was coordinating one of the largest masquerade balls in, um, in Southern California. That's actually how I met Erica. That's actually how I met um, Alex. Uh, So, yeah, it's kind of LA is a little bit of like a small world, if you will, especially with like Mm -hmm. the the entertainment industry. So we all kind of like meet each other in like different walks of life. And like, similarly, it's how I kind of met B-Dave was um, through... I was also a choreographer on a music video for Bad Moody, and B Dave was Ben's um bodyguard at the time. So that's how B Dave and I kind of connected as well. So like we all kind of connected in like different times of like last decade and then kind of came together for the show.
0: <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um I, w- I was going to ask you actually uh, how f- if you knew all of the other cast members if you were all friends before because you have such great chemistry on screen for LA by Nice. Interesting to piece all those little bits together yep um so beyond world of darkness uh, obviously you are you have worked with uh Satine phoenix uh, with gilding light and a whole bunch of other stream shows what other game like what are some of your favorite tabletop games
1: Oh my gosh! Um, I literally just like dove in headfirst with um, with gaming. So like before that question used to be real easy. Now I've been playing so many games. Like I, at the current moment, my favorites right now are actually from Hunter Hunter's Entertainment. Like I loved Teens in Space. I'm now playing uh, Kids on Brooms. Um, I also just played, um, or actually ran for my first time. It's, um I have it underneath my laptop right now. I'm trying to like look for the title. Um, Tales from the Flood?
0: Yep. Awesome.
1: Uh, so that was the first game that I ever DM'd for my coworkers, which was phenomenal. I just kinda loving this uh, this dive into childhood high school mm-hmm. like because I like watching Riverdale and I love watching Sabrina, like those like heightened like high school drama. So it's fun to kind of like just launch yourself into that kind of world, you know?
0: Yeah. So absolutely. I, I we were we, I know we were actually talking about this before, but we should uh, we should get you into some monster hearts. Yes, it's a great game, very very fun. I, I've um, I've run and played it, but I enjoy watching it more because some of the people, particularly um, asked for our our kind of valley show, get really into it. Um, rocking. You, I think you definitely enjoy. It. I want to play. <laughs> we we can make that happen. Hey. Um, thinking. Uh, obviously you said you've been doing a lot more recently. What what are some of your favorites, if not your favorite experiences in gaming.
1: Ooh, ooh! I have a lot of them. Um, one experience that comes to mind currently, um, and I know you have a question on this later on, so I can touch on it more, uh, was actually playing um, on Van, uh, Vancouver by Night. I played Lucida as well. And I got to play alongside Matt Mercer. And one of the most amazing things about being able to role play with, with such seasoned people is that you end up kind of what I like to call um, mind blinking or mind melding, mm-hmm. where like you both are basically thinking about the same thing at the same time. And you literally have to say one word to one person. And that's exactly what happened was Mercer and I were about to get into a fight and he goes, Lucita, do the thing. And like, I race shadows immediately like knowing exactly what he wanted me to do. And like, for being in a computer and, like, not being next to each other, like, mm-hmm. to me, it was, like, incredible. Because, like, you don't you don't catch that kind of chemistry easily. Um, that's usually done with people who really know and invest in the game, but also invest in one another. Yep. So, that's kind of one of my favorite ones. But, man, I could – I have – I don't have enough fingers or toes to count how many fun experiences I had on L.A. by night. Like, ask me which season and I could probably help you with that. Yeah. Um, Same thing with Sirens, like Sirens has just been such a ball to work with such amazingly talented women and feeling the female empowerment of sitting at a full table of women and the supportive men that sit there with us, right? Like Jason uh, Charles Miller, who's also part of the show, like he's just so supportive of like watching us like females just dominate uh, a typically male driven game in in D&D, so it was a lot of fun. And then I also did D&D Live. So that was incredible to put together my my bar challenge, even though I didn't win. I was a little sad about that. But like, how many people do you know that could do eight styles of dance? I could do more. But eight styles of dance like in like rapid recession, you know? like So that was fun. So I just, I have so many different experiences. You you tell me, give me a time frame and I can
0: Let, give you something. Let's target, I, I have a specific question about this later, but let's target season one of LA by Night.
1: Okay, um, season one. I really, I actually, really enjoyed the season finale. Uh, that, was, that was, oh, and discovering, discovering Annabelle. Like, I think that was also really crazy and, and and cool. Like, just we kind of knew, like, obviously, like, yeah, we're gonna, you know, run into Erica's character, but like, didn't like put all the pieces together. Oh. And when B Dave frenzies for the very first time like ever. Or is it frenzy or is, was it um, he, he lost control. He lost control like mm. literally like five minutes into the show. I was just like, really? <laughs> really? That that had happened now.
0: That that was a beautiful moment. Yeah. Beautiful disaster of a moment.
1: Yeah, and, and working obviously with Mark Mir in the first mm-hmm. season. That was incredible. All the guests that have come on. Um my my chemistry with Xander was just Phenomenal! Like that was the first time Xander and I had ever really um, role played together Mm -hmm. um, outside of LARP. I think I might have ran into him at LARP one time. No, 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 no. He didn't start LARP, but yeah. So that was our first time role playing together. Was on season one. Awesome. Yeah.
0: It's it's. I mean, LA Benites had such a fantastic rotating cast of guests that it's always interesting. Who, as a as a fan of the show, trying to piece together like who knows each other outside of it and who's meeting for the first time and guessing at yeah. because of the chemistry between the players um i think uh obviously your chemistry with B Dave on the show is always fantastic um uh, but also with Annabelle and like the different roles you play as Nelly based on who you're acting with uh, i think my personal favorite is actually you with Jason when he Abrams <laughs> 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 but um uh, that's getting a little bit ahead of myself. Uh, I did also want to say, obviously, between LARP and Dabletop, you've played a wide variety of characters. Um, if you had to pick one, which one's your favorite? Ah! <laughs> who is your favorite um, child?
1: Who is my favorite child? Ah, oh, you know... Nellie. I'm going to go with Nellie. She's very, very close to home. She's the, the heightened version of myself. Mm-hmm for the most part. I love Jerusal, Um, but she is, she's more of a caricature of me versus Nelly is like, I call her my drag form.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that's. <laughs>
1: Thanks.
0: Um, so uh, diving into Nelly, actually, uh, obviously most people, Nelly is very fabulous. Um, you also, however, on LA by night, got to play lucita yes in the uh memoriam episode a what's your favorite clan in vampire is it Toridor? is it lasombra or is it another one that you haven't played on one of them or also part b um what was it like taking such a um well-known character and uh kind of embodying it very well uh, i i this isn't just for me. I know people all over Twitter talked about how fantastic you were as her, so I'm curious as to what kind of prep and like well, how much guidance were you given for playing that character? Okay,
1: um, so part A, uh, my, my favorite clan, I always say that I am a hybrid of three clans. Um, obviously, you guys know the first two, Toreador and Lissombra. Um, but because of the nature of the work that I do and uh my personal connection with one of my favorite I'm also Ventrue (laughs) um so I like to think of myself as a as a happy um mix of of all three that that dark mysterious corporate artist it's kind of me in a nutshell um switching gears to Lucita um lucida was a conversation jason and i had years ago um i've always had a fascination with her like when i did a quick google search on on vampire and i was like who is this woman and he like gave me like the whole rundown of who she was and i started reading some of her novels i actually just like repicked up one of the novels that i had like hadn't quite finished yeah just you know life um to kind of reconnect with her uh, but how did i prepare um she was kind of already like already here, um, so it was just a matter of actually like honing in my my Spanish blood and just reading everything that she went through and kind of drawing parallels to some of the things like having a controlling um, mentor sire like that's easy like I could pull I could pull <laughs> that, that you know um, kind of being that wild child or like trying to hold a Having a title and trying to like go away from the title, like that—that's something that I like really connected with with her. So playing her on the show um, was a no-brainer for me. Like he, Jason mentioned it, I was like, "When and where?" Like, I—I <laughs> <laughs> I will be there. Um, I actually even had my friend uh, custom make my my top for it. And I don't know if you guys could see the detail, but um, the middle of the bodice, she actually burned in the sombre insignia. So um, I'll have to, like, show that to you guys at some point. Or if you, like, s- like scroll into my pictures, you can actually see the little Sombra emblem, like, on, on my chest, which was super fun and-, and cool.
0: We're trying to see if I can pull that up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, the wig I ended up getting because I knew I was always going to play Lu- Lucida at some hmm. point. I just I, I-, I love her. I love her so much that um it just kinda kinda came out naturally. Um and then just vibing off of everyone too, right? Like Lucita Lucita's a pretty like badass, but you're not gonna like come in like guns ablaze in with like a whole bunch of other people who like aren't given that sort of energy. So I was yeah. I was really focused on making sure that um that I gave a different light than Nellie, um, but also became very intimidating. So that's kind of the mix that you guys ended up seeing there. And then I got to play her in Vancouver by night as well. So you got to see the modern version of her, which was fun and fascinating.
0: <laughs> it's it's always interesting um, uh, when a, a canon character is intro- not played by Jason. Um, Alder approached uh, Nines. So- great example of yeah. that um so i think that the it's interesting a you already had a passion for the character and uh, and a pretty in-depth knowledge of her was there were there specific guidelines from jason paradox world of darkness for like how to approach it
1: yeah um so i didn't get um my interactions were with jason um solely uh there was a lot of conversations uh character sheet um and at the time um the la sombra uh, core book was not out or because um, I, I know when did that come that came out like not too long ago
0: It uh it it wasn't out chicago by night wasn't out when yeah la were introduced on the show
1: right so Memorial. it was a- I, I
0: don't think it was out yet
1: Yeah, so it was a fun little, like, experiment of, like, I I know what their powers are, but I didn't know, like, how they would show up in V5, so, um, you know, I kind of talked to Jason, like, is this power there? Is this power there? Is this power there? Can I use this? Can I do that? Like, what? And he was like, just go for it, girl. Like, (laughs) I was like, okay, here we go!
0: Awesome. Awesome. so I, it, it
1: was more about the feel of the character and like why would she be there and what point of her life right because she she spans very different um ideologies throughout her vampire life right it's like she goes from uh camaria being under the thumb to being um what is it? she was anti-tribute for for quite some time and then like full-fledged sabbat to like independent like she was kinda of so I, I had to like specifically sit down and be like, Alright, at this time, what was she?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was she thinking now? Was she yeah. like fuck the prince or was she like no oh, you you're cool? Yeah,
1: yeah, we're 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 fine, we're cool. So that that was a fun fun bit to play with.
0: Um it, we touched on this very briefly earlier. Um But when it came to jumping into LA by night and Nelly, uh, you—I know you've mentioned in previous interviews that you had there were several kind of session zeros leading into the show. Yep. Um, when when were you like? When did you start creating the character? Was was there input from Jason in creating Nelly, or was it entirely like do whatever you want?
1: Well. The full story. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Nellie actually started off as a Tremere. Um, I had never played Tremere and I was very interested in in a magic girl type of situation. Um, But it became just too many details that I wanted to pull together that like it just wasn't coming to fruition. And um, I want to say it was a week before the show, maybe a little bit more time soon, but it was it was pretty quick. Um, We had all gone out to do an escape room just as kind of a team building exercise. um, One of many of our session zeros, Um, by the way, our session zeros were very much to the book, right? Like you do like the character mapping and you do like the coterie mapping and you put, so we, we were doing all of that, but the last one literally was, we, we went to an escape room that was based on, on vampires, which was solid. Um, we all went to dinner or whatever and Jason and I had a chat later on and, um, and met up and both of us were not vibing with the Nelly that I was creating, um, Mm which was fine. And then I I distinctly remember seeing the, the dice boxes sitting there and I saw the Toreador rose and I had already been playing a Toreador in the, um, the local LARP that I was in. Uh, Toreador is like my life. Um, for a while, it's just like, I am not being a Toreador. Like, I am not being subjected to being myself. No, I'm a I'm Um So a couple of things started like ringing in my head, like hearing B-Dave like our chats of like he was like i want to be, like bring i want to bring Ventru to to the mainstream audience like i want to be the one who introduces that and i was like i want to be the person for Toriador i was like torridors get such a bad rap um i want to show people like what a real like a re- yeah but i want to show them what a real torridor can, can be and look like and, and strive for yeah. um so at that moment we're like you know what for shits and giggles um let's let's change her into a door and see what happens and i i kid you not like it was minutes minutes i want to say 20 minutes and the character sheet came together and i was like oh apparently i'm supposed to to do that and jason's like yeah let's let's stick to your strength like let's let's really like codify what this character was Mm -hmm. um so yeah a week before the show nelly became a door and like end of (laughs) discussion there we go nice
0: I, you can still see. I mean, obviously, with Nelly, she spoilers. She <laughs> spoilers from season one. She has blood sorcery. Um, yep. Also, uh, a very strong connection with spirits. So uh, you can still see. I, I I can appreciate that there's still that Toreador, um kind of after image there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to a certain degree. That's very cool. Yeah. All the magics. Very, very interesting. Um, I have certainly. Done that myself, built a character, and then realized they were in the wrong clan, or I, you know, built them to be a certain way. And I was, as I'm writing a backstory, I'm like, really isn't a physical character. It's more of a social character. Hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, very cool. What was your inspiration for her? I mean, uh, but beyond yourself, making her a fashion for mm-hmm. the The. the Mom Tisha, that she became.
1: <laughs> um You know, I've been in denial about this, and I'm just gonna like start coming clean about it. I was watching a lot of the Descendants, Disney Descendants, and I <laughs> I, I have an affinity for the Evil Queen, and even more of an affinity for for Evie. Um, and I saw her with the blue hair. Sophia Carson plays Evie. Uh, if anyone didn't know, you can go check out the resemblance. I look like her big sister Asinelli. Um so I had cosplayed as her and I, I just loved the vibe that she gave. And um, I had totally forgotten the details of Evie. So like I didn't copy her, but I copied her by accident. Um, she's like a little fashion diva and all this kind of stuff. But Nellie for me was um, also derived from Anna Wintour. I did a lot of research on, on Anna Wintour um, and also specifically Meryl Streep in um, Devil Wears Prada. Um, so that's where, like, you, you see it a lot more in season one than the rest of the seasons of this, like, this yeah. hoity, like, I, I give no shits about you, what are you doing in my vicinity, you are wearing the wrong thing right now, pink is in, black is out, how dare you, like, um... So those, those were kind of like my, my fashion icons. And then I just started looking at tons of fashion images and I'm a drag queen by heart, I love drag Queens. Um, so obviously all my favorite drag Queens coming in, like I was just, I was feeling the moment. So those are kind of all the different pieces that pull together.
0: So sadly, everyone knows we're on a little bit of a hiatus from alley by night. Um, with the story arcs that have been explored so far, is there any plots that you're really hoping come to fruition in the next season? um or anything any surprises that you're you kind of know are could happen, but you're not sure about spoiler free though so, of course, okay, all right,
1: all right, all right, see how i can how I can navigate everything um. I want to see Greg and Nellie's relationship grow.
0: I think everyone
1: um, does. <laughs> I, I'm a big Daffodil fan. Um, but there's also another relationship, spoiler free, that I won't say that is on the rise. Um, that I'm also very interested in seeing. Um I am terrified for, again, this is spoiler free, of my, my epilogue from the last season was set Nelly into a very terrifying situation. Um, so as a player, I, this is one of the few times in the game that I have actually felt that my character was at risk. Um, the first time you can see that I, I truly, truly, truly felt that my character was at risk was actually on season four. I won't talk about it, but if people in the chat have seen it, I'm pretty sure they know what I'm talking about. Um, all I know, like spoiler free again, is the person that I was talking to, I said something and like um I had word vomit or like, you know, when you watch like um like the characters that like want to like catch the words coming out of their mouth, like I swear to god, I was like, No, no, why did I say that? And stuff happens and it was terrifying
0: sometimes those uh, are the best moments though
1: it was it was i mean after it all like said said actor came up and we were just like oh my god oh my god like it was incredible um i i was terrified i, I literally had like my heart in my throat the whole time i was just like i'm gonna die i'm gonna die this is how nelly goes out like this is oh um what, what wait hold on where was the question favorite moments no we already went there
0: it was uh um any, anything you're particularly looking forward to getting to explore in the next season?
1: That and the um the tension between the uh, the coterie. Lots of cliffhangers happened in season four, so.
0: Yeah. I, I still need to finish.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, you do.
0: I know, I'm the worst fan. Um, it's funny because I think i I mentioned this before when I met met Jason. I was also behind at the time. I think the, the that would have been between seasons three and four, and I hadn't finished the epilogue. And he started talking to me about something. I was like, I haven't seen that yet. And he was like, <laughs> just like disappointed. <laughs> Can't say that. Can't say that. No, I think, uh, as we've on, touched on multiple times, there's uh, the, the character dynamic, the player dynamics, and the character dynamics. Have been fantastic on the show. The world of darkness as a whole, between Angel and Vampire, Age, maybe Werewolf, um, <laughs> it focuses heavily on personal horror, particularly in V5. Mm-hmm. Um, this often takes place through the relationships characters have, um, by their touchstones. What are some of your favorite inter PC relationships or even relationships with, um, some of the storyteller player characters that Jason has voiced.
1: Um, I have a, I have a lot for a lot of different reasons. Um, for personal horror, I mean, obviously Chaz, um, played by Mark Mir was probably one of the biggest ones. Um, a very cathartic time playing the character, um, and, and going through the emotional ringer, um, this one's a different one. I actually haven't really talked about too much, and she's technically not really played. Well, Jason plays her a little bit, uh, but it's actually my little sister mm-hmm. um, on the show and inspired by my actual uh, younger sister, um, especially the moment where I um, I was staked and becoming unstaked that season two. Sorry, spoilers. Um, having to go through the emotional, um, tr- not trauma, the, the emotional... Um, Mental gymnastics, I guess. but mm-hmm. We'll go with that. Mental gymnastics. I had to go through off screen while everybody was talking about. This is really weird. How Nelly was holding on to all of her secrets and like all of them talking basically smack about Nelly. And I'm sitting here on the other side, like trying to like make myself cry and like get ready. And I like was sitting here like, excuse me, <laughs> I can't defend myself. Okay, I gotta go cry. Um, so that <laughs> that's always that's always been kind of an interesting. Um, fun tidbit about playing these uh these personal horrors um i also really like i'm starting it's starting to grow on me is um oh my god names
0: <laughs> i do the same thing
1: basically everything that nelly has to go through with the nosferatu mm. <laughs> um I, I that is both a a player horror and a and a character horror having to go through, like, very gross and disgusting things, I, I get queasy very easily, um, and I have a very good imagination, so walking through the sewers with rats hitting me, I'm just like,
0: like I, can't, I don't
1: want to do this.
0: Anytime you um, need to deal with Gary Golden.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, every relationship is very, very special to me, uh, because each person and even with Jason playing the different characters brings a different element and I get to learn a different side about about Nelly
0: um, you and I touched on this very briefly pre uh, going live um, I think and you just mentioned him as well Your, the dynamic between Nelly and Chaz is very very rough Uh f- Particularly for um, anyone who's been through a relationship like that, can you how, dynamically for you? How did it feel like playing that relationship with Mark, who's not Chaz, um, and then you know bouncing between that and Nellie's relationship with Abrams, with, for example, who is mu- it's a much more um, sympathetic
1: relationship. Um. So. Mark is the biggest deer ever. Like meeting him and seeing him transform into Chaz was a very terrifying <laughs> moment. Cause uh we're all sitting there chatting, talking on the table, and like, you know, I'm trying to get into the headspace of Nelly. I hear him jovially like laughing and stuff, and then like boom, all of this like character comes out, and I'm just like, oh shh it like okay all right all right he's in it like he's in it and um what's interesting to me with their relationship is all the unsaid stuff yeah and all the inferences that um audiences have actually like started taking in and, and trying to understand for themselves because I mean we never really said what kind of relationship she truly had with him right but you can see it with maybe some some body language um, um, and o- honestly awkward body language because we're sitting side by side and we're trying to look into a camera. So it's not like you can have this moment of like, I hate you. You're just like, I That's hate right. you. Like so that And it reads differently, right? right. Um, so I like the fact that there's all this unspoken trying to piece together what they are versus um, Abram's relationship with Nellie all that's out on the table it's obvious like he brings her roses they went on trips together they like are very much um in love question mark (laughs) um and I think it's it's love for each other's souls not necessarily like this physical love Mm -hmm. right whereas maybe Chaz's love for Nellie or Nellie's love for Chaz was a is a physical base which is another different dynamic as, as well um so i enjoyed the the two in very different aspects um but mark was just such a dear. and then at the very end of it all like we hugged it out and he's like are you okay like is everything good and like yeah he's he's my favorite villain i'm sorry i'm sorry everybody we had to kill him um not sad to see him go <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Mark is a dear, and I actually got to play with him again on D and D Live, um, so it was just great to reconnect with Mark yet again. He's just he's just phenomenal. Fantastic.
0: I think there's um, it's, it particularly with someone like uh, him playing Chaz, there's or you because you're an incredibly sweet person, and Nelly can be very cold. Um, it's always interesting seeing people switch how quickly some people switch between them. Um, I love working with people with improv backgrounds uh, because of that. It's also very impressive watching Jason do it between five characters. Like, boom, 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 boom. Right? Um, that... <laughs> I want to switch gears uh, and talk okay. about another show that you do, um, The Sirens. Um, so on The Sirens, you play a Fire Genasi bard. What... Uh, what was the inspiration behind that character and um, how did you get involved with that show?
1: Um, so I, I will answer in reverse. How I got involved in that show was actually Jason. Um, I had met Satine a long time ago in my past, um, but had heard that there was an opening on Sirens via Jason and Jason's like, I want to introduce you to Satine. Like I think you guys would get along really well. Lo and behold, we're like, that's like my sister now. Um but anyway, so I, you know, went to go play a game of D and D with her, as well as uh, Nora at the time. So that was interesting, um, to just kind of feel out like her. GM style and me as a, as a gamer. It was the first time I had ever really played D&D. Um, and when I got the call of like, yeah, we want you on Sirens. Like, let's start creating a character. Um, I was in tandem with another um, castmate at the time, and we were going to play sisters. Um, so the inspiration for Jerusal actually derived from the other person who, who was playing um, uh, her sister, which actually you guys all probably know. It's um, It was Brittany. Um, she was also on LA by Night. She plays Sycorax. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were to play sisters and she had this whole idea that she wanted to be a water genasi pirate type character, blah, blah, blah. Um, and said Cigarette. team was very much like, I want, yeah, really want you to play, uh, sisters together. So I was just like, all right, cool. Like I'll play a fire genasi. Like that's my, uh, star sign anyways. Like I'm super fiery cracker, whatever. Um, I love sword fighting. I love stunt fighting. That's how I met Alex. Um yeah so i was like well this is easy slam dunk for me college of swords like I'm, I'm just gonna go with it with that so um character creation just went real fast for me it was just like oh okay cool i want to do this, this 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 done and then Satine team was like i want you to do an accent i was like what <laughs> i'm a i'm a dancer like <laughs> i don't speak and i was like okay all right cool i i will try to do a spanish accent um, and I went to my first LARP in my life. No, not my life. In Southern California. No, not Southern California. My first fantasy LARP. There we go. Called Twin Mask. And I crafted a character because I was going to play gyrosol literally two days after uh, the LARP. So my character in Twin Mask, I literally just mirrored gyrosol and like changed her name. <laughs> so I had a whole weekend of living in this character's body, like trying out the accent. Like, dear God, the first time I tried the accent, people were like, what are you saying? <laughs> and I was like, ah, this sucks. <laughs> um, but by the time I got to Sirens, I was so nervous about the accent. And lo and behold, Tallison was the guest on my first show. And he pulled me aside. He was just like, if all else fails, you need to remember one thing. And I was like, what? He goes, you're in a fantasy world. Your accent doesn't matter, like it it's it's a fantasy accent. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh click, and then you know that that's where the accent came. Um, which is actually helped me play Lucita later on because I just had to tweak a couple of things or how to say things. I like just called my grandmother and I was like, Hey and she speaks me Spanish and I was like, All right, got it. Okay.
0: <laughs> nice. It it's interesting. Um I'm I cannot do voices. Um They're not easy. They're not. Um, I'm always very, very impressed. I can do, um, I can talk in a bad Russian accent and I can swear with an Irish accent.
1: (laughs) It's great. That's about it.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm always impressed with people who can flip that on and off. Um, I I like that concept of of living the character at a LARP beforehand because you get a very hands-on experience trying to do it. Yeah. I want to um, ask a question about that, but I also want to remind our viewers that they can ask questions if they tag me Gehenna Gaming or um, spend the channel points to highlight their question. I will see it and I will ask it. If it's appropriate? If it's not appropriate, I will ban you. Um,
1: <laughs> ask me questions.
0: That said, ask questions. That's what we're here for. Um. So with. Sirens um, and the all barred squad. Um, has that? I know, let me let me backtrack slightly. Sorry. Um, how much did your dancing background influence that? Hundred percent. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Easy.
0: Nice, nice. Um, I do want to ask you more questions about that too, as well. I'm gonna. Um, I know I sent you questions ahead of time but i'm gonna you yeah. know, switch order because I, sure. I brought it up um so you are you are an accomplished dancer uh, as well as many other things you do when did you start dancing like what what was kind of the inspiration that started you down that path
1: uh so no inspiration in, um in my recollection because i started when i was two years old
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: um, my mom put me in a ballet class, and here I am, what is it, 30-something years later, still dancing. So, um, But what has kept me going is all the different styles that I, I learned. So I went to an arts high school in L.A., um, Loxa or L.A. County High School for the Arts. Um, and that's where I got my first taste of modern dance Um, obviously more ballet. I did Royal Ballet Academy for a while when I was growing up. Um, I started studying Chiquetti ballet, um, in high school. And then when I graduated high school, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to go to college and be done. So I went to a community college for a little bit. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm an idiot. Like I want to be a dancer. Like, uh, Uh, so I applied to Cal arts and I will never forget this conversation with my mother, um. it's like application time and she was like so where else did you apply and i was like what do you mean she goes where else did you apply i was just like i didn't apply anywhere except for cal arts she goes what if you don't get in i was like there is no what if i'm getting in i got in (laughs) very risky but i got in um and then from there i i learned so many different types of dances and being a choreographer and a lighting designer i actually got a minor in lighting design um so what's kept me inspired is really just learning from other people and, and jiving on a different note. Um, oh, here's a fun side fact for everybody. i see if I can post this picture later, but Xander mm-hmm. is also a dancer mm-hmm. and Xander has studied one of the obscure dance, uh, techniques that I did in college called contact improv. And so there are pictures lurking places and I'll post one later on of him actually picking me up dressed as Nelly, (laughs) Nice (laughs) doing contact improv. So that was, that was a crazy, crazy fun time. And honestly, one of my favorite like moments of finding out something about Xander, um, and connecting on, on dancing. So yeah, I've been dancing forever.
0: Very cool. (laughs) Um, What are your favorite styles of dance?
1: Oh, again, just like the relationship question, I love every style of dance for all different reasons. But weapon to my head or heart, stake to my heart, Um, hip hop Mm -hmm. right now. Um, I've always loved hip-hop I, I grew up listening to hip-hop music my family's from New York from the Bronx so like that's always been kind of like a part of me um, and then I studied with a wide range of um, relatively famous choreographers. Actually, I just posted on my Instagram that uh, my childhood dance studio is closing down; they're, they're moving locations. Um, and I got to see my my childhood dance teacher. Um, I used to, I still take his class, but like it was just kind of interesting, and reminiscent. His name's Terry Bixler. He was a backup dancer for Janet Jackson and later a choreographer for her. You can see him in Rhythm Nation back in the '80s. Um, but I've taken so many different. Uh, arrays of hip-hop alone Mm -hmm. um, that hip-hop is just kind of like my life, which is why you guys see me doing a lot of voguing, because I actually trained in voguing by um, one of the masters. His name is Shabadoo. You guys may have seen him in the 80s movie called Breakin', where they actually demoed or showed uh, voguing for the first time.
0: I've actually yeah. seen that movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I studied with him and the woman um, who was doing what's called whacking because it was all the, the very rapid movement. Mm-hmm. Her name is Anna um, Lollipop. So I studied with both of them on, on how to do that. So
0: awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I think I've mentioned this on stream before. I actually took dance when I was in high school. Ooh. What I, genre? Tap, specifically.
1: Yes. I
0: love tap. Um, I
1: love what kind of tap?
0: I don't know. I'm actually Cut. curious. I, it was a very small town. Um they only the person only taught jazz and tap. So I don't know what variations of them it was. So if
1: that's the case, they're probably doing more of a, um, I call it more of a, a Broadway um, yeah, style was, yeah. or um, like, like old time movies. So there's different kinds of ways you can do tap. Um, most of the time, you'll see people like doing like the time step that's very like up and proper and like mm-hmm. doing all the, like, yeah. Da, 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 and then Savion Glover kind of rolls in and does all of this like, da, da,
0: da, da, it was more da, of that da, da, style.
1: Okay, sure. Um, I I can explain (laughs) which kind of styles there are. So, I studied jazz tap percussion Mm -hmm. with my um, my teacher, rest in peace, Artie Bryant. Um, he is a um, he was trained by Bill Bojangles Robinson. So, technically, I am a third generation Bojangles dancer. Anyone who doesn't know who he is, he is the tap dancer who danced with Shirley Temple going up and down the stairs. Yeah,
0: awesome. I could talk to you about this for a while because I love dance, actually. That's not what we're here for.
1: No, no, Um, we're here for for other things. I
0: will ask you another question about dance in a little bit, but um, we do have some good questions in chat, so I want to jump to those. Uh, Vancouver by Night asks, also hello Vancouver by Night. um, Hello. (laughs) Who would win in a fight in the following categories between Nelly and Victor? Arm wrestling, influence, and paper mache creating. (laughs)
1: Arm wrestling would be—I think he actually has more strength than Nelly. I'm going to go with Victor on that one. Influence? Ugh, how dare! Of course, Nelly. A paper—paper mache, was it?
0: Paper mache, yes.
1: Yeah, Nelly. Duh.
0: Obviously. <laughs> um, a puppy lover asked. Oh hi, hi Kay. Um. What other world or Chronicles of Darkness games would you be interested in playing? Uh, ones that you haven't done.
1: Uh, Mage is probably my next one that I want to like hit on. Um, I've already played uh, Werewolf in, in LARP. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, not my cup of tea. Like I liked uh, being like a strong like hitter, but like I got like pretty confused on the different like levels of Werewolf that you can be, and I was just like, <sniffs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: I think mage is probably my my next one obviously changeling awesome. i freaking love it yeah. um and i got to be my issue in by night studios a uh, release of of changeling so mm-hmm. i was i was happy about that
0: very cool i saw that uh i saw you tweeted about that yeah that was cool um i, I love world of darkness it's funny because I, I got my start with werewolf and then picked up vampire and i haven't played any of them so i played demon that's a lie um, so I, I, I personally need to try Changeling and Age as well, and I'm very interested in Wraith.
1: Yeah, you know what I was just going to say? I'm also interested in Wraith, because like that's just an interesting concept altogether to play, like, Wraith. Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> much
0: so. I recently read um a fiction anthology that Onyx Path put out for Wraith. And mm-hmm. that that really piqued my interest in it. Very good. I recommend it. Sweet. Uh, one more question, and then I'll see. I just saw another one pop in, but I'll save that for later. Um, a long question, so hold on. Uh, you mentioned uh, addressing fellow players when speaking to one another, um, Dealing with the other amazing players and the roles that kind of just take over. Do you, as a player, ever turn and look at the other players who you're friends with and are like, what did you just do? <laughs>
1: All the time. So everybody always comments on my side eye to people. That's Cynthia being like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what 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 happened? Why? Why did we? Okay. All right, cool. I'll I'll be over here all the time, y'all. Like all the time, um, but also like in in good nature fun too. Like when someone pulls out something that I didn't think they would do. Like uh, for example, Jasper pushing off somebody off of a building. Spoiler alert! Yet again, that moment I was just like, "What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why?" Um, and that was just it was incredible. It was it was it was really cool. So yeah, all the time. That that's where all my side eye comes from. <laughs> Fantastic
0: awesome all right so any remember any other questions i will get to towards the end of our interview um i want to circle back around to dance because i like dance it's really fun um how much has your background in dance influenced the gaming you've done and the characters you created out, outside of um you know sirens and nelly obviously
1: um, initially, I want to say pretty heavily, because that's that's the world that I know and understand. And I always approach a character um, playing close to the vest and being comfortable um, with the character that I, I choose because I'm not comfortable with the environment. Um, so, initially a lot of the characters that i did create all have a background in dance since i've been comfortable with role-playing i have been steering away a little bit from the the dance world um but it's always going to end up coming up and i'm always going to end up blurting out some information that i know about dance and all of a sudden lo and behold that character now knows things about dance um, but one character that i am enjoying playing who is not a dancer um is on the call of cthulhu game that i play on the initiative order i play um a british intelligence spy and furthest thing from being a dancer um which has been very exciting and and awesome but yeah no dance dance is always in my vernacular just because it comes out by accident yep.
0: I, i've certainly been there oh i guess my character knows something about that now yeah um i'll save that question for um so jumping up jumping topics again i want to talk about larp Okay. Uh so you have your own podcast that uh life action roleplay that you co-host with Ryan Omega and I Norman. Yep. Um so what made you decide to do a podcast about LARPing?
1: Oh man. Okay. So Ryan and I go way back. Um, we met doing the Masquerade Ball together, and we were sitting at actually one of the Masquerade Ball uh like tag ups and he was talking about how he was like oh I want to do a podcast it would be interesting to do a podcast on LARPing and I'm one of those assholish friends that turn around and go yeah and stop talking about and do it and then he calls me the next morning and goes so you want to do a podcast and I was like what (laughs) I was I was kind of drunk what are you talking about Um, and then I, we found ourselves three weeks later sitting at my dining room table with a, a tiny little mic huddled around and being like, all right,
0: we're
1: doing a podcast. Um, our first episode never aired because we drank too much on, on that episode. So episode two, episode two is, our, is our official episode one. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how we got started was I, I drunk challenged a friend and there we are. There
0: you go. Very nice. Uh, what? LARPing has is, is similarities with tabletop gaming, but it's also is dramatically different. Um, how do you approach LARPing differently from playing at a table? It, on a broader th- idea, what does LARP mean to you? Okay.
1: Okay. Um- to answer the first part of the question, I don't actually approach it very differently. I don't. I don't think that they're 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 different. One is about stamina and endurance, and the other one is about acute um, relationships. But I don't play characters differently than I I would, outside of I'm sitting down and I'm at a table. Um, so for what LARP means to me is a sandbox and an experiment place where I could take these ideas of characters that I am not comfortable playing maybe on a full live stream or something like that and go workshop these characters and live in the skin for a weekend, right? Um it was an escape for me, but now that I'm one of the uh, runners of, of Twin Mask, I'm, I, I keep the schedule for everybody. It's no longer an escape and more of um, understanding how other people work in an environment that I create for them um, and being able to learning how to push people's buttons without pissing them off. Um, I enjoy playing um, some of the bigger NPC villains. Um, You can actually hear me talk about one of the villains that I enjoy relish playing her she is a princess of one of the uh we call them like one of the gothic regions they're like um think like roman soldiers but goth like all black roman soldiers so i play the princess of of that that region called nadine and she is rumored to be very sadistic very um cruel very cutthroat and very much a um, teen sided person who like she at the whim will be like, I want to kill that person. Um, so I really got to play into my mildly, um, you know, you have that kind of like weird psychotic brain that kind of tells you like things, and you're like, "Shut up!" Like, um, so that brain actually got to come out and be like, "Yeah, we get to kill people!" Like, woo! <laughs> um, obviously, fake killing, not really killing people. Um, but so it was interesting because I like I had a full retinue of soldiers, um, NPC soldiers that were following me into places, and I had one really badass, fighty guy who was like my assassin. And I always tell this story, but it's, it's really one of my favorites of walking down the uh, one of the dirt roads and people seeing the retinue of, of my people walking down. And I hear people kind of like talking shit on the side. And I turned to the guy and I was just like, how come they're not bowing their head to me? And he was just like, I don't know. They should. That's a sign of disrespect. And I was like, yeah, that's a sign. of go, Someone needs to kill them. And he goes, do you want me to kill them? And I like broke character. I was like, you're going to go kill them? He was like, do you want me to? I was like and he just went and decimated an entire group of pcs and i was just like oh i gotta be careful with this power (laughs) like (laughs) i didn't know i had that that's great
0: oh (laughs) but it played
1: into the character because like everybody who i ran into afterwards of like after i played the character i was just like i hope i wasn't too they're like oh my god no you're everything we wanted you to be like you were terrifying i was like yes
0: (laughs) nice that's awesome i um I personally, I think one of the reasons I enjoy GMing is I like playing villains <laughs> and doing things, getting to, to live out some of those, just being like, oh, I just get to just play this power fantasy as far as I can take it. Yaw. It can be fun. <laughs> um, uh, we kind of touched on this earlier, but, uh, with LARPing, um, what would you think what would you say is your favorite kind of genre of LARP to do?
1: I I'm still very much in um I, I really still like vampire a lot. Um I like the parlor LARPs. It's a little bit more relaxed. I love my buffer LARP, don't get me wrong. Um I, I can run with my spear all day and and kick some NPCs asses all day, every day. Um but I think The most character development that I ever really have is in the parlor style larps because that's all that's all you're stuck doing is is you're role playing with people and like really trying to socially manipulate um different characters to do your bidding if you will um whereas in a buffer larp you can you can kind of disguise um, some of that stuff, like if you don't want to interact with a person, you can go do a fight. If you don't want to go fight, you can go sit down and have a fireside chat. You don't want to go do that. you get like there's so many different like arenas of things that you could do that to me, I never really dove into the social manipulation of a buffer larp yeah so
0: i uh, larping is very new to me. I am um, kind of avoided it, and mm-hmm. then I have friends who do it pretty heavily now they run larps on the east coast. Um, So it's I've been learning a lot about it Styles
1: They are very physical and they're very physically draining. So like you, you really do have to be ready. And um, the biggest advice that I can always tell people is drink tons of water, drink tons of fluid, because like you're going to deplete it, whether you're sweating in a costume or you get emotionally drained where you start crying. Like that's all fluid that's coming out of your body. So literally number one thing is like always hydrate. Even if if your character is a drunk, like be like what I'm doing, drinking water out of a wine glass, like it's there, but I'm still drinking water. Right. Yep.
0: Yep. So. um, I will say, I think the the most interesting, interesting, air quotes, LARP that I've seen is uh, a West Wing LARP. The Most of it was them pacing corridors in a hotel. Because that's what the West Wing TV show is. Like, people walking from one place to another. Yep, that was a thing.
1: Well, whatever floats your boat and you're having fun, I... To each his own.
0: Yep, I was sitting at a table playing a a game, and I keep seeing people go by in suits, and I'm like, what is going on? And I asked a friend of mine who knew who was part of it, wasn't playing in that one specifically, but knew about it, and she was like, it's a West Wing LARP. And I was like, what?
1: (laughs) Do they at least get to argue? Oh,
0: yes. That's all they were doing. They were walking past our table while we were playing. Um, They came from uh, beneath the sea, yelling at each other. Like throwing papers around, I was like,
1: "Nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm great. good. I'm trying to think. Like, what a. I think the weirdest, weirdest mm-hmm. LARP that I probably did was a superhero LARP, and it was in the middle of a park. Um, so you just see a bunch of like nerds dressed as superheroes, like <laughs> taking Nerf guns and being like, pew 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 pew. Like,
0: <laughs> oh no, oh no. We actually uh in a in my home vampire game they they had a plot line where they were trying to distract the second inquisition by s- organizing a vampire larp in a park
1: that's hilarious and so on brand yep. i love it
0: it was great it was fantastic um one of the players plays a, a influenced five social media a dancer actually um it's going to notice i'm talking about her character and um <laughs> So she just started posting on social media about it, and I was, it just it blew up. Like tons of people showed up, and all this stuff. And it, it was a very entertaining thing to describe a LARP happening in a tabletop game.
1: That's that's awesome.
0: It was fun. I love it. That was a that was a good scene. I remember that fondly. Um, so you mentioned it earlier, uh, and I want. One of my uh, business partners uh, made sure that I needed to ask you about this. He was very disappointed it wasn't already in my questions. And I was like, I, didn't, I don't even remember that. You are in the World of Darkness documentary. Yes! <laughs> uh, it's portraying what appears to be a Ventrue at a LARP, um, which you did mention. Um, what character were you pl- What Who was the character you were playing in that?
1: Me? There was no character. We were background actors.
0: <laughs> it's wonderful. I, he's going to be so disappointed, and it's going to be I glorious. I know.
1: I wish I had a better story for him, but unfortunately, that was at the time we were uh, the background actors for the Kickstarter on the Queen of Mary. Yep. And that moment that the camera came by, like they would just, they just asked me. They're like, "Hey, can you snarl at the camera?" And I was just like, "Yeah, sure." So, like, camera came. <laughs> And that was like about it.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Otherwise, yeah. you're just hanging out.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Perfect. Um, I only have two more questions for you. Okay. Which means right. we have time for our lightning round. Woo! So, um, and then there is another, I did see another um, question from chat. So, once uh, the pandemic has ended, um, will you be, Are there any projects you have coming up in the near future or um any events that you have that lined up that you want to do conventions things like that
1: um so I will start on the convention circuit this was supposed to be the year that Cynthia came out back into the convention circuit and well lo and behold pandemic mm-hmm. happened so hopefully 2021 um I will try to show up to as many cons as my work schedule and my personal schedule will allow. Um, or I will try to attend virtually. I'm hoping that that's also like still on the board and an option for, for folk.
0: I, I, um, I know of one particular company that is definitely going to be running a virtual convention.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so here for it and I, I would love to be a part of anything that I can. Um, travel's just a little bit difficult, especially with, with my what I do for work and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So um, I want to do it. We'll see what happens. Awesome. Um, in terms of new projects, I'm going to tease it right here for the first time. I am in works um, with Die Hard and doing a collaboration with them. So stay tuned to my social media. You can see um, some of the process that we're going to be going through. But I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited because um, it's going to be some work for um, for anxiety, and depression charity work. So I'm just, I'm really
0: excited awesome. to dive into that. Very cool. That's very, very awesome. And- Needed. Yeah. Right yeah. Um. One more. Uh, the question. Last question I saw from chat was. We've talked a lot about D and D and vampire and changeling darkness, LARPing. Are there any um indie TTRPGs that you think are that you're really into and you think don't get don't get enough spotlight? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, like don't get enough spotlight. I mean, honestly, like I'm really happy that uh, kids on brooms, kids on bikes, teens in space is is kind of getting the the gravitas that they need. Um, and I mentioned this earlier, but tales from the flood and or is it no it's things from the flood? Tales from the loop.
0: Tales from the loop. Yep. Um,
1: yeah, that I think. More people need to start running because I think that is like a gorgeous system. It's just as just as easy, I would say, as um, as kids on brooms um, in terms of like dice rolling. Like once you set your character up, I think uh, it's really easy. Um, also, what else do I don't think gets enough love out there? Um, yeah, those are kind of kind of my my like really happy places right now. Are are those awesome those games? Yeah, awesome
0: i have to remember to tell you something uh when we're done okay (laughs) just put that in the back of my head um last question for me um and then we'll do a quick lightning round because that's always fun uh where can people find you online and is there any anything you want to shout give a shout out to
1: Um, yeah, so gosh, there's so many places that you can find me online. Um, Instagram is cynthia underscore underscore marie, that's where I post all of my pictures um, of the characters that I play, a little bit of excerpt, or even some of the um, inspirational stuff. I deal with a lot of anxiety um, and a little bit of depression, mostly anxiety, but so I like to post um, some inspirational things to kind of help um, foster and and let you guys know that uh, just because I'm a uh, public figure to you guys doesn't mean that I don't suffer from the same stuff that you do. So I want people to know that I. I am here, I'm here to listen, and I'm also gonna show you a little bit of my struggle. Um, Twitter, if you wanna see a little more of my like slap happy side, I, 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 I post some really random stuff about like how Sleepy Hollow does not actually understand how far New York from Sleepy Hollow is, but we'll <laughs> go about that later. Um, but yeah, you can join me on Twitter at SinDancer if you wanna know more about Nelly G or LA by Night, I post a lot about that if it's there. Um, and then obviously we talked about Life Action Roleplay, which is a podcast on all mediums. You can find us anywhere. We have a lot of episodes. Um, so if you're looking for advice on LARP, if you're looking for advice on roleplay or simply just want to hear our crazy voices, go check that out. Um, we actually are, have moved to a format of a, um, of a talk show much like this. We do every other Thursday, um, to kind of just hash it out and talk. We had a really great guest last week that, um, she is... She wrote a paper, um, scientific paper on bleed. She's just so knowledgeable. Her name is Tessa. um, And we're going to actually probably have her back again um, next week to talk some more stuff. Um, What else? Special projects. I am working on another talk show that's going to be... Addressing female issues or, or womanhood um, or female presenting and what that is like growing up. Um, I've noticed that there is a lot of people who may or may not um, understand how to maybe put on lipstick or put on makeup. Um, so, my talk show is really about kind of let's demask, let's put some um, lack of makeup on, and let's just talk about feminine issues because they need to be talked about um, and, and normalized. Because um, there are things that uh, younger women and older women need to know about one another so i'm working on that
0: awesome that's yeah. really cool uh, Thank you. uh okay. let me know um when that one's launching as i will well.
1: i will i'm also at a ton of games it's really hard for me to like Follow. um, Just put it on. Like, just check out my social media, and I usually post about like what I'm going on. uh, Friday. I have um, Secret, which is a follow-on continuation to Arcana High. If anyone caught that a long time ago or like two years ago, where I played a high school character in D and D. Well, they're back in college. Nice. jesus mary and joseph i'm also playing call of cthulhu on the initiative order mm-hmm. um i am on my final episode sadly for kids on broom on hyper rpg and those are the ones that are kind of a little bit more stable oh i'm playing aliens y'all like i'm real terrified i have never seen the movie because i'm too scared of the movie um, so apparently i need to watch the movie sometime in the next like two weeks because i'm playing the pilot in um, an aliens RPG coming up nice. on the initiative order, and then uh, I think I am playing Call of Cthulhu on on some channel that we we know of, maybe. I don't
0: I don't, I don't know. know I don't know what you're talking yeah, about.
1: I don't know. <clears throat> so yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> I have
0: I have mentioned that briefly, but I will talk about that again right before we end. Uh, I will also say, if you want a good example, I just saw him go, "Oh, really?" in chat um, of. Alien. We actually just ran Alien the other Saturday uh, with an original scenario with my friend Wes over at Carry and Comfort Studios, and I think I just pushed that to our YouTube, where I'm waiting for it's a finished processing. So
1: I need to check that out.
0: And we had a, we had a fantastic pilot in that. Ooh, um, awesome. Yeah, so uh thank you for gifting subs, aka Snuggy. Much appreciated and welcome wow. like, all of you fine folks, some of whom I recognize and I'm surprised aren't already subbing and I'm judging you. Damn.
1: Ooh I subbed.
0: You did. Thank you. Um Lightning Round. Let's do it. Uh first thing that comes to mind. Uh favorite album?
1: Uh Michael Jackson Invincible. Nice.
0: Uh favorite food
1: uh that'll be rice and beans with our abituela um and avocado and breaded chicken it's kind of a staple for puerto rican food
0: nice nice um i was like asking one that's really mean and then t- you don't have to answer uh favorite character on la by night that's not nelly ah! <laughs> you don't have to
1: answer that you don't have to no uh shit no i do ha- hold on The prince.
0: Nice. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. Um cats or dogs. Dogs <laughs> All animals are wonderful. Um
1: They are, but cats terrify me sometimes because I'm so much like them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair, yeah. actually. My cat is just, like, flopped on the floor. Passed out. Um, Favorite alcoholic beverage?
1: Wine.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. And then, um... I already asked you that. Never mind. Uh, Favorite class in D&D?
1: Okay, now that one's a hard one. Um, (laughs) Obviously, Bard is usually my favorite, but... um, it's also a toss up between um monk and artificer
0: nice very cool awesome well that was all i had Cut. all i could think of off the top of my head
1: sounds uh, good so
0: i just want to thank you again for joining me this evening it was a pleasure uh, as and i got time to- wonderful as i got as i mentioned to you earlier you you were the last checkbox on my la by night uh cast and crew bingo card i have met everyone but you so (laughs) now i am complete (laughs) again cynthia thank you so much it was a pleasure getting to chat with you finally
1: oh likewise i'm very happy thank you for having me on here
0: 100 and uh just um before we go very quickly i just wanted to say uh thank you for bringing b5 to us uh and playing a not uh not row away Toreador (laughs) as you described it earlier uh, Toreador tend to get a bad rap so I think Nelly shows that they can you know pretty uh, a force to reckon with
1: it was truly an honor to do that and I'm very glad that she was well well received and you guys enjoy her 100%
0: so thank you everyone for tuning in thank you for listening to the Gehenna Gaming Podcast your attention has been noted you can find us online at GehennaGaming.com on Twitter at GehennaGaming Twitch.tv slash GehennaGaming and Patreon.com slash GehennaGaming